Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hill House, from what used to be the international sensational <laughs> Good Games, Good Vibes, which is now the Big Love Club. Slightly <laughs> less international sensation. <laughs> but it's going to be there. It's getting there. This is the David Hasselhoff of YouTube channels. Trust me, it's going to be big. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and today we have a guest on the show, uh, an author who is also a streamer on DLive, uh, Chance Paladin. And uh, we're going to be talking to him today. He's going to be talking to us about the games that we played. And also he's going to be joining us for the rest of the show. Chance, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Fine. Thank you. How are you doing today, Hill House? Oh, I'm great, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't done this two or three times already. You're just hearing once. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, Caterpie, uh, have you played anything this week or the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks. Okay. If you didn't notice that we haven't had shows in three weeks, it was because of the uh, Texas apocalypse that happened where uh, <laughs> a thing called ice came in and uh, like destroyed everyone's electricity and internet and uh, toilet. Oh, and um, through that uh, we did survive, but we were unable to do um, a podcast because of obvious reasons, because I wasn't about to start a generator to do a, uh, do a podcast and I wouldn't have even had internet but that being said um, we are not going to do a like six hour podcast talking about all the news that we missed so we're just going to pick right up like um, most of our listeners probably have heard some of the bigger stories that have happened yeah but as far as games that we've played I'm also not going to talk about games that I don't <laughs> really think are worth talking about I'm going to talk about the games that I think actually are worth like people's time so i did do a lot of games but one of the games that is notoriously like pissed me off because i don't know chance do you do um what do you what do you mostly game on i actually don't know uh, i haven't that's a fantastic question thanks for asking i uh i haven't <laughs> uh, i haven't bought a new console since the the wii 360 era so if i do any like quote-unquote gaming this not yeah. you see it's on all my my various 3DSs and 2DSs that I have. Okay, cool. Um, well, uh, <laughs> there's there's a, a program that you may be familiar with, with uh, Xbox, where they have these challenges where you have to play certain games and do certain tasks to obtain like some sort of bonus. And the thing is, these <laughs> these tasks can be related to games that are kind of like not good games and it's a chore and you still can do it because it's not a hard quest. And me, who's like a completionist, I like to get 100% of things that are offered to me as a gamer. There's a game that Xbox keeps putting in their game pass quests. That is the most annoying game. It's called the Hunter <laughs> call of the wild. And I, I hate this game. This game is the most boring game I've ever played. I'm not a hunter in real life, but, um, <laughs> so maybe maybe that type of person would find some attraction to this game. But I literally played this game for like two hours looking for anything to kill and I couldn't find anything. And they're like, well, you got to be quieter. So you're like crouching and then you're moving at like, you know, a turtle speed 
crouching and hoping to find an animal before the sun goes down because once the sun goes down, you have to use a flashlight. And if you use the flashlight, everything can see you. So there's really no point of even being quiet. And then like you're finding <laughs> turds all day long and trying to use the turds to like figure out if anything was even over here within like the last hour. You need a tree it's stand, just, I bro. Don't know, it's, <laughs> That's what you the, need. And the thing is, so so I started like looking up ways to like get this achievement quicker. And I was like, is there like an easier way? Is there something that I'm missing? And everyone was like, oh, well, when you first boot into a game, there's like a white tail or something that's like off in the distance every time. And I was like, awesome. So there's like a guaranteed animal to murder at the beginning of the level. (laughs) So come to find out that the achievement... Is completely obtainable if you kill any animal but that one that is automatically right. spawned. Nice. So I ended up I ended up giving up on this because it was just I realized I guess after two and a half hours of wasting my life that it just was not worth the fraction of a penny that um, <laughs> Xbox was giving you for <laughs> this horrible chore. So um, yes, I did play a lot of games I did enjoy the last couple of weeks, but I do want to reiterate that. The next time you see that game pop up in any type of way, just um, just ignore it because I really do not enjoy the game, and I, I think you have to be part of its audience. That like, I don't know, I don't know, because I feel like if you want to devote that much time to a game about hunting, because you want to like be in the zone and it be hyper realistic, then why don't you just go hunt? You know, but maybe if it well, wasn't hunting lot, season, there's and seasons. <laughs> yeah, seasons. As nice as it would be. <laughs> you can't just go hunt. I mean, you can try if you want, but there's like some the, people get, the, get irritated. The whole flashlight thing yeah. is kind of frowned upon, too. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they tend to stand there and stare at you when you flashlight them. So it's easy pickings. I mean, I never saw anything with the flashlight. All I could ever see were the bushes that were like right in front if of me. If you would have snuck up on a deer, dude, bushes, it would have froze. It would have froze and you could have <laughs> capped it. <laughs> so pro tip, if you ever want to find a deer at night, you just drive around and they'll just be there in the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Especially called. if you don't want them to be around. <laughs> and that's How to Be an Outlaw by Chance Paladin. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's how to get in a wreck <laughs> by, like, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that being said, I did... Um, the, the only game that... It's not the only game I did enjoy, but I did really enjoy the Outbreak event for Call of Duty. Um, I haven't actually played Outbreak, even though I've owned Black Ops since, like, December... Um, so I do think it's cool that they like are forcing players to like check it out, even if they don't own black ops, it's actually a pretty cool mode. But what I didn't realize was that this game mode lasts, if you're good, it lasts like three hours or more. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so it's one of those things where I was, I was making jokes with some of the people I was playing that the next time they come out with a black ops, they need to come out with a pre-order edition that has like a catheter, like a official (laughs) call of duty black ops. (laughs) licensed catheter you know because like seriously whenever you like go to warp to get to like a new zone you've already been playing for like over an hour and if you've been popping you know drinks left and right like you're gonna have to make sure that your game is slow enough at loading the next section that you can run to the restroom so um that being said 
I I really hope that they take that idea. So I may actually write Activision out of after this because they either need the travel urinal thing with like a big old Call of Duty thing on it, or they need like a catheter thing, and then it hooks up to like a backpack oh, wow. so that you could be gaming with a backpack. I think that'd be pretty. cool. I can see it now with with five twenty four pack Mountain Dew UPCs. You can get the COD catheter. Oh gosh! Yeah, and, well, and it comes. It comes. It comes. <laughs> it's got a special Black Ops logo on the bag. <laughs> no, no, no. One one pipe goes to your mouth, and it's got Mountain Dew, and the other pipe is the catheter part. So, like, yeah, the backpack is two. It's it's it the, the, it's yeah. The, and you're like, I accidentally mixed them up. The party helmet with the two cans yeah. on it, and then the catheter down below. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, two bags in the bag. I bet you could talk to Ubisoft and they could get some kind of a something going for you. It might make you sick afterwards, but put do the do on the bag. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I cracked myself up. So okay, well that's that's all I want to talk about about games that I played this last week. What did you play? Mike? Well, I am going to talk about the mighty, crazy, insane sensation that is Valheim. 5 million copies already sold. And we're talking about consistently uh, uh, huge numbers on on Steam with their concurrent players. <laughs> uh, I don't have the exact yeah. last number, but I know it's well over 170,000. And they're doing really mm-hmm. good. I mean, for a small indie game that looks like something out of PlayStation 2, it's, it's a freaking blast. That's all I can say. It's so amazing. Uh, that it, with three slight adjustments to your uh, to your visuals, which have to do with motion blur and uh, the uh, the I believe it was a uh, uh, something that has to do with your VSync and then mm-hmm. something really simple and stupid. It makes the game look so beautiful and it runs so good. Uh, I like I was telling y'all earlier. I spent 19 hours already on this game and. Uh, I'm building this huge fortress of the, the world is uh, it's a um, uh, procedurally generating world. So as you move, the world is building and it's so fast and so smooth and so quick. It, it's just it, it's so hard to explain unless you play the game, it, you will get hooked. I guarantee it. I am not a survival game player. Never have been. I, I hated Rust. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like Ark. Um, any of that stuff that has to do with a survival style game, I just didn't like it. I didn't dig it. This game, I, I just can't play it enough. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I suggest you get out and try it. It's All I can tell you is it's a Viking survival game. Uh, there are uh, some pretty creepy moments uh, when, uh, I, I don't want to say the name wrong, but uh, one of the spirit animals decides it's going to conjure up all the animals of the forest and you better have some walls built, man, because for about a good, I'd say 10, 15 minutes, you're inside your house trying to stay warm, listening to these bastards bang on your walls on the outsides because they want to get in. They want you. And uh, yeah, it's just so much fun, man. It's an amazing, amazing game. Everything that I've seen it so far, I'm actually able to build a raft now. Uh, I'm not quite up to the part where I can build a ship. But uh, there are there are oceans to sail. Um, there are just tons of things to do in this game, and it just doesn't seem to end. There's dungeons while you're searching for stuff. There's uh, 
uh, trolls that get pissed off called graylings every time you cut down a tree. As a matter of fact, that's the only way that I died. I was telling these guys earlier, I've died one time in 19 hours. And uh, that was because I cut down a tree and it fell on me. Uh, could not run fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> And there were some earlier glitches. Uh, Chance, you were talking about one of your buddies that had played this game, right? Yeah, it's, uh, the tree, like a chopped down tree, just followed him for several hours. <laughs> and all the way to the, they were trying to fight like the deer and the tree was following them and was trying to kill the deer and try to kill them. And then it followed him back to their house and destroyed their house. <laughs> and, uh, and only he could see it, but it was causing like actual in-game things to occur oh yeah those trees and, uh, destroy died those yeah. trees destroy yeah the, every time you cut one down a grayling <laughs> comes after you and i've killed i don't know how many of those things with a tree rolling down the hill at it and uh <laughs> but I'm, I'm lucky enough to where i've built my walls thick enough to where the trees just stop at the wall and i just cut them all up and i've got wood so uh for my building that is and I know how Caterpie is about those <laughs> little sound bites. About what? When I said I have wood. But uh Oh yeah. Okay, I'll put a marker. I'll take it. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't count if I have to remind you. But anyway, so <laughs> other than Overwatch, which is my go-to game, that's really all I've played is is Valheim and um like I said, it, I recommend get it before it becomes a $30 game. Uh, it's nineteen dollars right now, but it is well worth thirty <laughs> bucks in my eyes, if not more. Um, it is something that will hook you, and uh, I really recommend it a hundred percent. You can spend hours and hours playing this game, just building a huge city or a castle. Uh, one guy built the Eye of Sauron. I mean, the top of this thing touched the clouds in the game. It was. It would have made my feet sweat if I was looking down on it. I get. I get. You know, vertigo. <laughs> And I, even in games, it happens. But it, yeah. some of the structures these people have created is absolutely incredible. So uh, from Game of Thrones castles to things out of The Hobbit to, you know, everything. So, yeah, check it out, guys. It's well worth it. Um, speaking of which, there is another game that I did um, did play recently that I hadn't played before. I played the first Shadow Warrior but Game Pass has Shadow Warrior 2 in it. Have y'all ever played that game? Uh-uh. So it is, it's pretty in your face. So it's like this, um, I don't even know if it's Japanese or Chinese or what it is, but you play as like a character that has like a katana and you also have like uh, an SMG and a shotgun Jesus. and it's pretty in your face. So imagine, I guess... Imagine Ninja Gaiden mixed with Bulletstorm, and it's got like the humor of Bulletstorm with you flipping off people every time you reload. All you do is reload, and the hand that's not reloading is throwing the bird. What the <laughs> and it just made me think that I don't I don't see games like this anymore. Is that like a dead genre? The whole Bulletstorm where we're just going to like destroy everything like Duke Nukem basically and you're just being like adult to be adult and the humor is very like I listen to Limb Biscuit kind of humor you know um it's actually a good <laughs> I don't question know. it just it just made me think about this Shadow Warrior 2 is not the oldest game but it felt like 
a throwback to this whole older style of shooter that kind of died out, I feel like. I feel like it was replaced by Call of Duty just totally taking over the first-person genre, you know, um, especially the M-rated first-person genre. But I don't know. Have y'all played a game that was made <laughs> recently that feels like Bulletstorm in the sense where it's just... Uh, I played the remake of Duke Nukem, and but I, I didn't like it. Um, it didn't feel, <laughs> but that's it, pretty old. Even the, the, the last Duke Nukem was really old, right? No, no, they did a, a brand new Duke Nukem. Oh, the remaster. No, it wasn't a remaster. It was a whole new game. How am I not aware of this? <laughs> when did it come out? Uh, this was just about a year ago. I want to say, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> there was the new doom. Also, it didn't, I don't think it did very well. It seemed like it was kind of critically reviewed, like positively. That's true. I don't remember it doing well. And it, to me, I couldn't even watch streams of it. It immediately made me motion sick because of the whole hook shot thing. And it's like, why? Right. Why would you <laughs> throw really a hook, busy hook shots? Like if I wanted that, I would go back and play like Metroid prime like, or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, no, I agree. Let's see. Yeah, um, I don't know, because even with Doom, it kind of, it, it, the thing is, it's trying to stay true to its old self in the sense where it's still trying to be edgy, bloody, and yeah. oh, in yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah. And But I don't think Doom has ever had the, the uh, not innuendos, but the sassy dialogue that like I'm feeling from this... Uh, Gosh, what it was called? Shadow Warrior 2. It's just, it's really weird. Because when you play it, it's it's fun in an arcade type of Metal Slug sense. And you kind of get that kind of, I'm just overpowered and this is insane. But um, it, it's not a bad game. It just feels like it's lost in time in the sense. Because with the dialogue, you just, it's, when, it's, when it's that corny, you feel like this was only cool to a 13-year-old, you know? <laughs> but... I don't know. I feel like the Shadow Warrior franchise could maybe be successful if there was just some tweaks made on that one attribute. But to some people, that's probably the charm. So, well, they I mean, need to bring back that style, but modernize it. You know what I'm saying? If they could do that, but yeah. bring back that style with the same kind of comedy, one-liners, that kind of stuff, but update it. You know, it doesn't need to feel right, the- antiquated or anything like that. It just <laughs> right. That's what's going to bring it back. I I feel like I feel like the um, the protagonist male that is this overmasculated '90s pinnacle of I'm going to splooge on everything while I cover everything with blood type attribute. Yeah, I mean that's how it goes. (laughs) I feel like the modern take on that that's a little bit more like um, accepted is the kind of Nathan Drake kind of cocky, but also has some you know intelligence to back it up you know um i feel like that type of personality is what is kind of replaced you can't say those old school guys were smart dude they thought of some shit to kill those guys that nobody else could have thought of (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know macgyver okay that's all i gotta say right macgyver (laughs) go ahead i would i would say i would say that edginess has changed and that's that's probably part of it doom doom tried where they had the little you you probably remember the little teaser intro movies where they're like 
we would prefer to not call them demons. Instead, we'll call them like trying to make like that tongue in cheek political correctness. But then, of course, they they folded just like so many because you can't you can't be politically incorrect, although that's what would be edgy now. I would say the next closest things were they tried to make oh well they tried making a new devil may cry right and i know it was really popular with streamers but you know Mm. he's kind of like that that smart aleck like attitude before that was deadpool which deadpool had a really good game voiced by nolan north that was really funny but like that's got neutered obviously like disney's gonna throw it in a pool of acid and forget about it and so (laughs) i sure hope not god but you know they will and, yeah. Are you talking uh, about the one that's like really hard to find now? The one that was yeah. on Xbox One and PS4? Uh, yeah, Xbox okay. 3, 360, yeah. They, and he was had a it? pinball game too. Pinball game that was really funny. Is in pinball. Is it the one where the first achievement is standing up? Yep. <laughs> okay. And then like you get an achievement for getting that. that achievement. Yeah, there's an achievement then, for the achievement. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love it, man. And he's like, I'm getting so sick of this. And um, But it's a great game. It's really... It's really short, but it has, you know, mm-hmm. it brings back, I don't know, everyone loved Deadpool, the movies, but like Deadpool, the game was like in so many ways also authentic to the character and it had, it had the voices and it had the sarcasm in him with death and stuff. It was edgy and amusing, sarcastic and engaging in a way. Yeah. It takes like a lot of nuance. It's really right. funny because, yes. yeah, we're bringing up like a bigger concept in the sense that I'm not sure if that type of protagonist can exist in a $60 game anymore, where something like a $30 game where the protagonist is being really cracking wise the entire game. And it's yeah, a bunch like Army of, of Darkness, you know, like yeah. H from, you know, Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Like, uh, yes. could, right. you, could you imagine like a triple A <laughs> you know, Bruce Campbell was in Cars 2 for like what 10 seconds or something. Like, you can't. Eat. I think yeah. the thing is with $60 games, I think people expect like a. Um, it's, it's just expected now to have a motion picture like performance uh, by every actor yeah, over the top yeah. visuals, basically rivaling the best that Hollywood has. But oh, also you can play it. That's like what the AAA titles are pushing. So <laughs> to you get throw no in, right? Yeah, and yeah. To, to throw in a character that has like this witty attitude, like takes away from whatever drama the writer of the game was, you know, given. So I feel like I feel like for thirty dollars games or twenty dollars games, I feel like that type of protagonist is still welcome, but. For like a triple A title, like you were saying, I'm not sure if we can see that, you know, right now. Well, who would who would play in it? Like, because you still need Hollywood actors, right? But who's going right. to sacrifice <laughs> their entire career over saying one wrong thing, and then you? Oh, oh the game's canceled because a tweet from ten years ago, <laughs> and it's like Ryan Reynolds no, is like the only we were... person that could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If they made a new Deadpool game, they could get away with it just because the name Deadpool has so much money attached to it. You and know? people expect exactly. it to be R-rated and edgy. It's expected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I don't know if you saw like Venom. <laughs> I think Venom could have pulled it off. Oh, yes. As far as anti-heroes go, you know, like Deathstroke, the Terminator, and, and you know, Ash, 
you know, you need an anti-hero, first of all, you know, same thing with like Duke Nukem. Because then it's like, oh, expected, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be an asshole. And it's going to be okay, because they're an asshole, and then everyone takes their kids to the R-rated movie, and it's like, okay. It's a valuable lesson. It's weird. It is. Sometimes the asshole does the right thing. And I think that people need to know that. I think this segue is pretty good. I'm just going to pull a story (laughs) out of our story section later. But we finally did see job listings posts for Dead Island 2, which has been Mm. like over 10 years. And Dead Island 2, one of the reasons I feel like it hasn't been made is it has that issue. It's type of humor and type of in-your-faceness of what it is kind of runs into that problem. Now, the only difference is Dead Island. As far as I remember, the characters were a little bit more bland, so there wasn't an over-the-top character part. It was more of the environment and like um, dialogue from other characters. The actual person you played as wasn't that over the top as far as i remember i remember it being the environment was like really you know bullet stormish and like over the top but to make a sequel that would be like a diamond in the rough right now because if they came out with dead island 2 and it had the same feeling as the original dead island but with like you know modern graphics and performance it would stand apart from all other zombie games right now <laughs> and all other shooters because it would have this very more witty take on that genre but i also feel like dead island 2 i don't think it could be a 60 dollar title i'm thinking like 40 dollars you know oh man yeah. no don't know how dare you like deep <laughs> so i've so i've met i've met the deep silver developers before the reason why that game is as as crazy as it is in their marketing which in the first one had a zombie hanging which got censored and then the second one you yeah. could buy a severed <laughs> a severed bikini torso, which yeah, also got <laughs> censored. But so that's because they're not they're from like Germany and Austria and stuff, where the sense of humor is and shock value yes. is like completely on a whole other level. But remember, like you're not just talking about um Dead Island. Uh, they also and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the name, but they made they started making another game instead and it ended up being way, way more popular than dead Island ever could have been. It wasn't dead rising, right? No, 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 not dead rising. Was it not even the same type of genre? That's Capcom. It's this, it's the same, but different. Oh, holy crap. I I do know what you're talking about. It's, um, but yeah, it was more of like a run and gun. Uh, kind of a parkour. Um, I should I should have had all. Oh, this you're talking about dying, dying light. light. Dying light. Okay. So here's the thing: like um, dying light, which is like Techland and Deep Silver, go way back, right? But mm-hmm. dying light, sixty dollar game, and right. they uh, milked that quite uh, successfully. There's so much content. <laughs> For years and years and years, because they came up with an engine that really worked. And so people saw Dying Light and they saw value. Dead Island, unfortunately, a little more janky, but there's only like what humor is there in Dying Light. But in Dead Island, what you what it's easy to forget about the characters in the game, but at the beginning, each one has an intro. It's like a Yeah, I remember the intro. The drunk football player, Mm -hmm. the New Orleans rapper right the police gal 
and um, I can't remember the other See, one. See, I haven't played it since on the PS3. Um, do, do you choose your character, or don't they give yeah. you one? Isn't it automatic? You No, you choose one, but okay. the person in the intro is seeing all four, and even the football player's like, do you know who I am? And it's like, yeah, you're a washed-up football player <laughs> on an island. And um, yeah. they made rich characters, but just like so many other games these days, cough, cough, cyberpunk, like they forget what your character <laughs> is like 10 seconds after the game starts, but they're yeah. capable of a lot of that humor. Like in the first dead Island, the zombies could uh, not, I think intentionally at all, completely explode. And uh, yeah. like, I remember kicking <laughs> beach balls around like his, it's a fairly open game and I would just kick the beach mm-hmm. ball sometimes. Cause I love the hell out of that game. And, and sometimes the beach ball would just kill me. Like I would just one hit die from full life. Didn't matter if you were like level 60. Cause I don't know. The game would glitch and you're like, okay, well I got to stop kicking the beach ball now. Cause I just died. But like, yeah, see, I remember that too. I remember it being really glitchy, but that didn't make yeah. me not play it. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like drunk chicks that just want more wine and you can just bring them more wine all day and just get more money. And they're like, I'm so wasted. Bring me more wine. Well, what other game had that blizzard? And guess what they did? They censored it. Right. So yeah, it, it takes, it takes a foreign or an superior German engineering. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to take that chance because they don't want people burning their building down. Right. Now, see, I'm really excited for Dead Island 2. The thing is, the job listings being posted, I'm just hoping that um, it's just not getting my hopes up. But at the same time, <laughs> job listings being posted means that it's still a ways away. Like, it isn't, yeah, doesn't mean yeah. it's coming out this year at all. Um, but that does mean that there's still interest in it, which was the fear that I think a lot of people had was, had it been completely forgotten about. But... Um, I guess it could be what they're working on after Dying Light 2, right? Because that's absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exciting because <clears throat> it would have been cool if it came out before Dying Light 2, but I mean, I guess they have to make their money somewhere. But I'm so excited for Dying Light 2 because Dying Light 1 was super intense. It was really fun. Oh, man. Nighttime? To, night mode? Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, screw that. It was that fun to. It was fun to just watch that game. Like, even if you weren't playing it, it was really fun to see people freak out playing it because you're just oh, like, man. you're seeing it and you're like, oh, well, I did it this way, but I see that they're doing it this other way and I hope things, you know, work out for them. <laughs> but it's, it's a fun game to watch for sure. I really like Dying Light, but yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's really cool. Um, yeah. But... D- did you have anything else to say on that? Because I was about to ask was, you if you've played anything recently. I was just going like to say in regards to Dead. I was going to say in regards to Dead Island, people forget how long the first one was in development hell. It had like a seven years. It was some insane like vaporware for ages. But I think a lot of that's because they. It seems like they build their own engine mm-hmm. and they focus more on just like the sheer breathtaking, like photogenic portions of the game, just like cyberpunk did. You can just walk around and everything looks amazing. 
And I'm sure, I mean, until all of a sudden there's a person popping out of a car driving by. But again, like, there's people like us that like yeah. that stuff and don't care. And you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, I could see that happening in real life. Why not? There's a person upside down on a motorcycle. Like, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to go fight zombies now. Yeah. Like, because you just don't care anymore. Like, yeah. right. there's it's that cynicism. There's a line that is like invisible and it is when you're playing a game there's a line where the game can be forgiving on like glitches with textures and characters and like maybe even people disappearing all of that is forgivable if the game is like fun if the game like just runs if it's an enjoyable experience that's fine the thing is when you're complaining about like textures and like does it look like a last gen game then like, okay, well, that's taking you out of the element of confusing the game for real life. Not yeah. every game has to make you feel like you just left your living room and are randomly in a video game. And then when your parents scream at you that dinner's ready, you like suddenly have a heart attack because you forgot that real life existed. Not every game has to do that. Minecraft. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hyperrealism. I thought Minecraft. I was living in a block world. What? <laughs> Would you stop <laughs> dropping everything? You have fingers. <laughs> but stop punching the tree. What's wrong with you, kid? <laughs> Jesus. Like cyberpunk. Like I know exactly what you mean. Like uh, my my right. time in cyberpunk was fine until all of a sudden there's a quest where you have to smash in a window and oh to God. break to break in to get inside. And I sat here for ah, a good 10, 15 minutes trying to meticulously break all the glass out of the window because I would start the climbing animation and then it would zoom me back like, I don't know, 70, <laughs> 70 meters or whatever it was. I think the game's in, <laughs> so you're in a loop <laughs> and it, it was per- and it was perfect exactly the same time. And it was like getting, you know, the movies, how they pull somebody with the cord really fast. Yeah. And to make it look like they got hit really hard. Well, it was, that was me. And this window kept <laughs> spitting me out like 70 meters, like over. So I'd run back to it. I would chip the window away a little bit more. And there was no vehicle. Cause it's a no vehicle area. I had to run all the way back. This went three times before finally I'm like throwing grenades at the window. And stuff. I was trying to like, <laughs> I'm like, cause now I'm serious. Like this is now my mission I in mean- life. I mean, I seriously, CD Projekt Red has it down. <laughs> Any other developer would have just let you get through the window. CD Projekt Red realized that they made a mini game. <laughs> I, <Yeah. know. laughs> I mean, you can't what other developer? Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that being said, are are there any like recent games that you've played that you want to talk about? So like modern, modern-ish. Well, I just got done like playing last couple through- of months. Yeah. Well, I just got done playing uh, Shadowrun for the Genesis all the way through the other day, which those of you like 20 years ago would remember that. That's a great yeah. game. Um, no, I played... So I started playing Tarkov, which I know that's already a couple-year-old game, but mm-hmm. they're still patching that bad boy like every couple of days. I just had another <laughs> four hours of maintenance today, but unfortunately, like my video card gave up the ghost and had to argue Oof. and fight with them oh there's nothing wrong we you know we ran maintenance overnight or, you know we ran 
all the benchmarks on your card and it's fine. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, cause I can play this on my R9 380, like, which is a three gen old <laughs> card. Like, don't tell me that my, uh, so yeah, back and forth. And, you know, you couldn't buy a card now anyway, if you wanted. And, uh, I'm getting a new card on Sorry. Friday, but I was playing, tar- I was playing Tarkov. I really like it, <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, like, I can't believe like how much, I don't know if you guys have played it, but like, you want to talk about like, losing friends um <laughs> i don't know what it is but like that game just stresses people out and i'll forget i'll never forget like i saw like three or four streamers quit on a certain platform that i won't name uh they all quit like the same night and yeah they were all playing tarkov together and yeah. and this was this was like a year year or two ago and i'm like oh wow like that tarkov game really pisses people off i'm like that's, that's weird. I'm like, it's just a misunderstanding or whatever. Why don't they just start another match and go in? And I still don't get it, but like, holy crap, that game pisses people off. But it is hard. But uh, I don't know if y'all ever played Tarkov. No, but, I haven't. but you are speaking. I've wanted to, but I haven't. <laughs> You're speaking my language um, about games that are just a few years old. Those are my target games uh, because. Yeah. Until we get like major sponsors, I don't really play brand new games. Yeah, I don't exactly. either. It's I'm too all, expensive. I'm all, about, I'm all about them games that are about a year to two years old. Because <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, except for Cyberpunk. <laughs> so I made myself just kind of as a streamer that's not rich and doesn't get all the fat <clears throat> early sponsorships before, you know, right. so people actually give a shit about you playing it before all the normal scrubs have it and it's already lame because it's two days old and the speed running's already done. <laughs> Um, so like I, I limit myself to myself to two a year. Right. And I, you know, Resident Evil two remake, Resident Evil three remake. I can count them on, on one hand. Right. And I think there's two reasons. Number one, they're, they immediately, uh, crash in price, uh, day right. one. Uh, mm-hmm. and number two, like it takes a good, and this isn't a dig on CD project red. Cause I could care less. There's there's a bunch of things that have to happen at the same time. The video card drivers have to catch up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but also they have to to patch the the game enough. Cyberpunk actually I had no problems with it on launch. I was laughing for days about that. But um, a lot of these, there was one that just came out, and I won't I won't throw the name of it in there because I don't know I don't know whether to feel bad for them or not. But it was supposed to be kind of like the spiritual successor to Silent Hill. And man, I was so hyped for this, but I'm like, no, I have a rule, but it's a new year and my rule just restarted, but I just bought Tarkov. I'm like, but no, I'm going to follow this rule. And uh, within a week, <laughs> they patched it to like fix the camera. I mean, mm-hmm. not fix the camera. I mean, fix the camera, like stick it in one spot. Oh my God. And uh, so after the, and it was a, a $40, $45 pre-order, $50, still $50. It just came out a couple weeks ago. They, they fixed the camera. Why? And I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Were you there any camera issues before? I don't know. I didn't play that's, it. That's insane. That's <laughs> but crazy. you know, some does it have tank controls? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, oh but it but they said. Tank uh, controls. <laughs> but a lot of people say like with with keyboards, you know the the was mm-hmm. you know the was D whatever, like that that fixed camera thing has never worked. Even with Resident Evil, they said it's never worked. Like you have to 
figure out you know what new direction you're going even on controllers it's a pain in the butt but mm-hmm. they said the game's literally unplayable and uh that's so i i stand by my like two games a year uh i don't i don't like refunding games even with uh, warcraft 3 reforged i didn't refund it even though i probably should have Oh, I did. Um, I didn't even install it, bro. I didn't even install it. I I waited. uh, I had pre-ordered it and I waited until uh, I wasn't able to play it because of work when it dropped. And just right off the bat, it was nothing but shit reviews. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And it was so horrible. I just sent him an email and I said, look, I haven't even installed the game. You can check for yourself. I'd like my money back. And within five minutes, I had uh, email saying your money will be refunded. <laughs> and I even told them it was based on the reviews that I wasn't even going to install it because they had like a meta score of what? Like four. That's got to be depressing as a developer to see an email like that. <laughs> this guy didn't even, but I love game. blizzard though. I love blizzard. I love overwatch and I like world of Warcraft. I, I like, you know, uh, hearthstone. Mm-hmm. I like Diablo three, all that stuff. But this game just, Total, complete, absolute crap is what <laughs> happened. The sad, the sad thing is, like, though mechanically, I'll, I'll say that I don't know what happened, but in reality, Battle.net was unusable for at least four or five hours. But, you know, they, you know, rebooted the hamster. Here's the thing, like, Blizzard Activision is, a, like, a multi, multi-trillion billion dollar company. Like, they're not really, but, I mean, basically they are. I still don't understand how you can have that much money. And I'll say this about Blizzard till the end of time. How how can you have that much money and shit not work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, their staff is amazingly small, I feel like, for how much money they make. <laughs> they always say that yeah. they don't have... They're like using some of the few developers they have left on some project and they're like moving them to another division. You're like, there was already like a skeleton crew working on, you know, Overwatch 2. Why are you taking people away from that. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't even know. And and you know, they said, "Oh, we're ramping up so we can release well expansions faster." Then no, it's still 18 months with it with a trickle of content afterwards. Like I don't yeah. get it, but but besides like so BattleNet was unusable for 5 hours or whatever, but then it was fine. And then I was just like destroying everybody because I think nobody remembered how to play the game. What um what got me though and and I wish I'd just refunded it. Is the um, oh man, they censored all like all the voice acting in the game, and uh, <laughs> that was really depressing. It, it's that humor. It's that humor thing like yeah. we talked about earlier. Yeah, the whole yeah. oblivion oh, voice that acting. Stuff's not, that stuff's <laughs> not funny anymore. That stuff's not politically correct anymore. It's like okay, Doctor Seuss. Like let's let's like tone this back a little bit before <laughs> everything's just like bleeps and bloops, right? Speaking and pack- of which. Miss Pac-Man's offensive yeah. and Mr. Potato Head. It's like, it's like, like, let's just stop. And if you're going to remaster the game, just remaster that, the game. That Mr. Don't Potato look. Head thing is really funny, though. Let me talk about that for a second. <laughs> Jesus. They just went about that the wrong way. What's so crazy is that if anyone would have tweeted Hasbro and said something like, why do you all have... Why do why do y'all have a Mister and a Mrs. Potato Head? Where's the fluidity or something? And yeah. if they then responded to that by saying, "Look, we're taking it off, and we see that this is a modern era," people would have praised them 
But because they did it without anyone telling them to, everyone immediately <laughs> shat on them. <laughs> it's such a freaking ridiculous world we live in. Yeah, I just it think is. it's so funny because they took the initiative with no encouragement. They just got like stampeded. But, but if that's any huge, person, right? right, if any person would have like tweeted them and been like, like my son is struggling with XYZ or something and. And I just don't feel comfortable using Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head or something. They would have been like, look, we're going to totally redesign our entire business model for you. <laughs> Everyone would have yeah. been fine with it. <laughs> it was the same thing with Hot, Hot Wheels and police cars. Although I can't remember if Hasbro also makes oh my gosh. Hot Wheels. But it's like, yeah. I, I remember going canceled. to Walmart. <laughs> I remember specifically going to, to Walmart and I'm like, I'm going to look and see if this is all BS or not and and yeah sure enough like every single hot wheels police car was gone but the, you know the chinese not hot wheels nothing but police cars i'm like holy crap <laughs> it's like yeah so stupid, someone didn't man. get the email someone didn't get the email because <laughs> they're Why right is next the police to each car other transformer so op i just want to know <laughs> i still i still ha- i still have my siren i think he's yeah. in my <laughs> Oh yeah, like G G one, like old school. I still have my original siren. He's my favorite one. He's blue. And although I don't think he's a well, I mean he looks like a police car, but I think he's technically the Wow. Like the police chief. I mean the fire chief's mm-hmm. car, but I mean it's yeah. It's Craziness. Like, kids grow up and that's what they want to be, and then all of a sudden you want to take it away. And so if you want to talk about like weird weird kids toy stuff and then and then immediately i thought miss pac-man mm-hmm. it's like they're gonna go rip out all the arcades and patch them and throw a sticker <laughs> I, it's mean, like, I don't know. they should just Boom. relabel pac-man with miss pac-man it's a superior game anyway <laughs> <laughs> they could just take off the misses it's fine it's just, just call it pac it should person. be the definitive pac-man yeah well, that's what they did in uh drawn drawn together i don't know if you guys ever watched drawn together and he's yep. like Whatever you do, don't tell Miss Pac-Man. And he's like, "Don't worry, she'll never know." And then he like walks in the other room and puts his little bow on. <laughs> it's just like, but speaking of politically incorrect voice acting, that Shadow Warrior <laughs> Two game I was talking about, I didn't really feel like talking about it because we weren't going into that subject. I didn't feel like bringing that up, but it makes you feel uncomfortable. The play, the character you play as, has the most. Like, I didn't look up the voice actor. Maybe the voice actor is authentic, but it sounds like a parody of a stereotypical voice, you know? Oh, boy. And it, it's rough. He's, like, saying things with, like, you know, consonants not existing in certain words. And I felt really uncomfortable playing it. So, uh, that being said, is there's this ridiculous over-the-top humor, but added to that is this voice that... You just feel really uncomfortable playing. So, you know, like you're looking over your shoulder and stuff. You know who you know who got in the most trouble for that? 2K games with Tiny Tina. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people lost their jobs criticizing her because they were like, wait, so you're criticizing a kid that could have very well grown up in the hood because what? She's not like the ethnicity that you want her to be to be speaking that way. And uh, people were criticizing the hell uh, what essentially is a child, even though it's a video game child. The voice actors obviously could have been a dog. Well, there's an actual child playing Tiny <laughs> Tina in the movie, so I hope to God people don't rip on this kid. You know, it turns into an Anakin Skywalker. She played. Uh, oh, she man. played. Uh, 
She played the young Gamora in. Uh, uh, oh, okay. I was, they won't rip on her then. Mm-hmm. Because she's the right. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I really hope they don't, dude. Because nothing surprises me now. And it's like, you know, come on. It's the it's the Mr. Potato Head thing. Like it can go either way. If you try to please the masses, you still won't be right. (laughs) You can have a whole commit. Well, just look at uh, just. I don't know if you. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you guys go, but like Bat. You know, that's how Batwoman. Batwoman is right. It's like. It's like you can't. She's not actually a bat, right? She's she's not, and I I don't know how you. I don't know how what like how many committees you would need to uh, for for something in humor, and that's how humor is. Like you can't do humor by committee. Like look at look at South Park. It's like yeah. How do you do how do you do humor without getting canceled? Look at at Family Guy, American Dad. They all all those shows get away with so much. They really do, and I just don't see why. Yeah, it just I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. No, it, there is. And that's why that's why like <laughs> I learned a long time ago like okay, you can't do voices anymore. And then even in I don't know, maybe this is a good segue, but it was the same thing with the, with the with the books thing. They were I was listening to a podcast and they say you can't you can't write books about other ethnicities that aren't your ethnicity and I'm just like what how do you how do you yeah. do this? Well, like and then you the Simpsons like a bunch of those characters were voiced by a gal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then in South Park, it was the same thing. They had different ethnicities voicing different ethnicities and they had to had to change all that. And Simpsons yeah. with uh with their quickie quickie mark character. Apu. Yeah. I c I can't even imagine how you'd walk all these different tightropes and still come out with a even a finished product. And I know the answer is well, don't be a garbage person. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. Still because that's the thing. Star Wars, Last Jedi, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because cause I can see it from both ways. But at the end of the day, you are acting. You are yeah. not yeah. yourself is the whole point of acting. See, yeah. if you take it into... Um, if you say that you can't write a different part, then that's acting like you can't write fiction. You know, if you take it out to the global scale... That's saying that if you're writing anything, it has to be completely true. Otherwise, <laughs> you're misleading, you know, the the characters, their ethnicity, their history, what they're doing, what they're saying, you know, their interactions. Everything about it is inappropriate because it's something that didn't happen, you know. So in the same way with acting, if someone can't do a voice because it's like not... Like, let's not even say it's a color of skin thing. Let's say it's, yeah. you know, a Caucasian can't do a different dialect. Like, there's tons oh. of people, like uh, David Tennant from Doctor Who and stuff. Like, he oh, just had different accents. And in anime, yeah. you get that. I mean, it's... Is it that... You know what? And I, and I make those jokes, but there are some people that are offended that some British actors do different oh, yeah. dialects. Like, there are people that are like, he's not Scottish, you know? But, like... At Sean the same Connery, time. you mean like who yeah, has exactly. just the worst accents in the world? Yeah, Sean so Connery, Liam he's Neeson, not American. Liam, Liam Neeson trying to be an American Liam cowboy. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I will have to say, what's his name? Um, the modern well, James Jackman. Bond. What's his name? Oh, Craig Daniel Craig. He yes. does really good American accent. He, yes, does. he does his his, uh, his, his, his southern, southern accent. accent. Oh yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, Knives that was out. such a yeah. great movie. Holy cow. Knives yeah. Out was my favorite movie of that year, by the way. And but, he um, did Cowboys versus Aliens also. Yeah, although that was so great. People made fun of him. I, I, that, I love that, that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, man. It's, a good, it's all over the place. but It's yeah. so funny. People made fun of Daniel Craig's accent in um, Aliens versus, Cowboys versus Aliens. Like they were just like totally laughing at him, but then in Knives Out, they're like praising him, saying he's the highlight of the movie. It was the same it's thing, the same damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't changed. Oh, <sighs> anyway, but yeah, good segue. Let's talk about why we have you on the show today. Oh boy, and um, the, the thing I is, here? well, yeah, why are you here? But anyway. <laughs> In case you didn't listen to the uh, the beginning of the show, this is uh, Chance Paladin. Uh, Chance Paladin he is, is a streamer on D Live, but also uh, probably the most important part. He's an author and has a series of books on Amazon. Uh, PNW Affliction. PNW, of course, is Pacific Northwest, correct? Absolutely, which well, I have to remind people all the time. But you got it. Congratulations. Well, you know, I'm from there, so. It's kind of a well, reminders you work. when you know, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your series and, uh, uh, what, you know, what it's about. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for asking. And thanks for having me here. What a terrific audience. Um, so yeah, even, even starting with the name, like PNW affliction, it's, it's funny, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. an inside, it's an inside thing, right? Because everyone from here knows it. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course we know what that is. Everybody not from here is either like, oh, left coast or what's P&W mean? And if you're not from the (laughs) United States, it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But like even a lot of people like they've traveled, you know, to Vancouver, British Columbia or whatever. I mean, who hasn't been to Seattle? But I guess somebody hasn't. And. (laughs) And so it kind of, which is weird. Everyone should go to Seattle at least once. And yeah. Is it your local Chaz zone or your your tent, your militant tent city, if you can, and throw them a dollar and run for your life? Um, no, I'm sure they're nice people, but it's it's about like the culture here, like the Pacific Northwest. And if you haven't been here in 20 years, it's changed a little bit. Oh yeah. But um, it's it's a huge it's a huge melting pot of, of super far left ideologies and it's kind of its own character. And that's really how the whole thing started is I wanted to kind of like characterize this, this wonderful area that we live in that we don't want to leave, but that we're constantly being pushed out of literally physically being pushed out of uh, by people who want they want this area for themselves and it it doesn't matter if it's you know whoever you know it could be china you could say it's like russia or whatever whatever north korea i mean wolverines right like how many (laughs) and and we always we always like have a joke here right it's like oh no like, is China really going to invade? It's like, is this the hill they really want to die on? Like, and that's like the whole point of, you know, those, those Red Dawn movies. It's like, it's kind of funny because it's like, oh yeah, that would, it's like, I guess you like getting your tanks stunk in the, stuck in the mud. Right. And then yeah. not being able mm-hmm. to pump gas because you don't know how to pump gas. Anyway. Um, 
it's like this this whole area is its own character every city is very different every every city has its kind of like little micro culture like seattle's always been ahead and portland's always kind of been behind trying to catch up yeah and so whatever so. happens whatever happens in seattle nine months later is gonna happen in portland <laughs> good or bad or otherwise <laughs> It's like, oh, Portland, I see they have a Chaz zone. That's it. We're making our own Chaz zone. We're taking this park over or whatever. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's baby just, incubation time. It is. It's like, okay, let's, yeah, I don't know. Let's, it's hilarious, right? And then you've got like Olympia, which is its own can of worms, you know, and then, and then in Portland or in Oregon, you've got, you know, Salem, which is similar, but, different right and then you've got like the just the ludicrous college rivalries all the funny little islands that we've got and these huge rivers and anyone who's played the oregon trail even is familiar with a lot of this stuff and it's just like this is like the final yeah. frontier right it's like the vanguard of the united states in a lot of ways and everyone's like oh the original colonies but you know we landed on plymouth rock it's like Nobody cares about the East Coast. Like we get sick of hearing it, and like Charleston's <laughs> great or whatever. Like, but here's the thing: like, you watch the news, Washington this, Washington that. What are they really talking about? Washington D.C., which nobody gives a shit about, right? There's a whole like Washington State with a flag with George Washington on it. Yeah, and um, he's he's even on like one of those bill dollar bill things that they print constantly. I think. And it's just like this, I don't know. It's just a rich culture. And I, and so I thought it's going to be gone someday. This is all going to be gone. And it potentially very, very soon. I started writing it a little over four years ago when Mr. 44 was on his way out and uh, <laughs> people were throwing it. People were throwing a temper tantrum about Mr. 45 and it was really bad. You could go back and watch videos where they, burned whole entire car dealerships oh, yeah. and stuff because they were cranky, cranky pants. And um, I'm like, this isn't going to be around for much longer, at least not the way it used to be. And so I'm going to write a series and just get as far as I can before they destroy everything about what it <laughs> used to be like. And people remembering. <laughs> well, it was before it was like 2015, 2016. Right. Right. And uh, so I'm so I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Well, it's just like the Disney movies. All the old people are going to die. Okay. All the old people are going to die. Got it. So some virus is probably going to kill all the old people. Okay. Uh, all the businesses are going to be gone. Okay. Probably China's going to gobble them all up. There won't be any houses left. Okay. California and Oregon are going to eat them up. Okay. So something bad's <laughs> probably going to happen to California. People are probably going to move in and shove everybody north. And I started just like figuring all of this out book by book until now. And just like shit tons of it has become true or, you know, very nearly become true depending on how you look at it. And I just kept writing it and I wrote it in kind of a weird way, but yeah, I still, I still kind of stand by. So it starts as first, it starts as, uh, you know, first person, and then mm -hmm. it slowly, slowly transitions to third person, and 
branches out. And that's because I'd never written anything like this epic before. Like most people haven't. And I, I kind of had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, by book, by book six, you know, I test the waters on third person and by book eight, I'm kind of testing, you know, the waters on like a two parter story. And by book nine, I'm like, what if I write this from the standpoint of a computer virus? And, you know, and by book 10, I'm like, what if I write this from the standpoint of an animal? And then <laughs> it's just like this progression of like, is that the one with the cat on the cover? No, that's book. So that's book 18. And okay. um, <laughs> that, so that's, that's the one that stood out to me when I looked at all the books. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because everyone's like, is that your cat? And I'm like, man, I hope not. That's like a, <laughs> that's like like a 10 like, foot cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a stray cat. And so it, I liked, I liked the idea of a stray cat because way too many pictures are like, you know, this nice, like pristine, you know, you fed it Iams food and it went and got brushed 10,000 times by a professional cat hair brusher and all that, you know, pampered cat and not like a rugged, frustrated, angry, I'm going to knock your shit over cat, but like, and I'm rich and eight Iams and I have a diamond <laughs> collar. And so I'm like, but, you know, what about all those? Not not feral cats, but still like distinguished. They're just outdoor um, strays, right? They're not they're not feral. They're not bastards. They're just outside doing their thing, and so that's that's where that cat came about. And so that's a story about. Uh, because the stories get out there, by the way. It's kind of supposed to be a mystery, but it's impossible to talk about any of it without spoiling the shit out of everything. But um, basically, that story is a mansion full of cats that a gal uh, like bequeathed all of her riches to these cats and then just left the mansion that way. And everything in the mansion's automated to take care of the cats, but obviously society collapsed. Uh, but nobody really knows that the mansion exists because the hedge kind of grew up over it. And, uh, this mansion kind of just takes care of the cats and they have a huge golf course, uh, behind the mansion. And that's where the cats just hang out all day. And I won't spoil what happens, but that's the, uh, it's a, a 18 is a bunch of short stories, but that's, that's the one that the cat's from. He's from this uh, cat cat that, mansion. That's a really cool concept. I like. That. Yeah, it is. Really cool. No, I, I wanted <laughs> yeah, to ask so you something about your series. The, is yeah. now is this yeah. now with your books because you have what nineteen now? Uh, more than that, but yeah, nineteen numbered stories. Okay, and over a million words. <laughs> so is this is this something where you want each book to stand on its own, or do you want it to stand as a complete series, or what was your intention with it? Uh, that's a fantastic question. Thanks for asking. Um, I don't know. Right. So I, I start every until, well, through book 17, I started every story 
with exactly kind of where in the collapse it takes place. Mm -hmm. That way, if you do start at any point in time, as long as you read the first like chapter ish, like I put it right in there. Like this is two weeks after the collapse in this area. This is six weeks after the collapse in this area. And I started doing that early on because the story skips around to so many people. There's what well over a hundred characters. I have no idea now. And I don't know, at least 20 different locations because I'm not telling the story in order at all. I would have to rewrite the whole thing and reorganize the whole thing because it jumps around so much. And so the only way I could keep it, keep it straight for anybody is to say, okay, this is book six and it takes place at this time in this area. And uh, that's, that's kind of part of the mystery of it. But it's also because like, that's how I was inspired to write it, which is why there's a two and a half year jump between <laughs> the first book and the second <laughs> book. Uh, because I, I wrote it as I was inspired and as I felt comfortable to keep progressing. Like there isn't a, a romantic situation until book 16. That's how long it took me until I was comfortable writing, you know, an intimate moment other than, you know, fade to black or they walk in and everyone throws their clothes on. It was until book, book 16. Yeah. And I mean, it gets brutal, but I realized by book 16, I couldn't sugarcoat it anymore. <laughs> it if gets I wanted brutal. to. <laughs> yeah. The, and then by the romance seven, gets brutal. It's some, some of it's potentially unconsensual romance. Yeah. Oh shit. And then, yeah, by, <laughs> by 17, it's like really bad. You're like, Oh man, he was in a dark place when he wrote these. Um, I was going to so, ask you, um, yeah. how many of these you've written during the pandemic? Um, because I see you have a lot of titles, but you release them about every, what, four or five months or three months. Um, I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of it. Um, but there were maybe two times where I think I took a break of, Mm -hmm. um, maybe, as many as four months. See okay. if I have the the dates here. Um, but yeah, usually like at the most. Oh yeah, between book three and four, I took a break. That was when I was trying to get a, a job like hardcore before I lost my house. So between book three and four, I took a break. And then... Uh, between 14 and 15, I took a huge break. And that's when I finally, finally lost the house. I think if I recall. Yeah. So those were the only two breaks I took. Other than that, uh, 17 and 18, I took, I guess, a little bit of a break too. But that was the beginning of the pandemic. In yes. The US. And that's exactly. Sh- yeah. Yes. And that was uh, purely out of respect because it felt, it felt so rotten to, like I can't even describe like writing post-apocalypse books when, you know, the worst pandemic in history 
was going on and oh my gosh this is the worst thing ever blah xyz i'm being super sincere and it people were losing their minds here uh not because of the virus at all mind you but because a certain person in charge of things over here was like at at some points just minutes away from like just national guarding every every road right because mandatory lockdowns we need to keep you in your houses like most of the u.s i think besides probably texas and arizona were afraid of that <laughs> maybe florida's like dude you can't even keep alligators in a pond you can't keep people in their houses. oh anyway. yeah i mean everybody was afraid here it was yeah i mean it was it, i think it was the same everywhere everyone had that same thing on their mind you know is yeah. every if, and, are we going to be forced into our homes and you know in some All places that. they were like it's some there was there was checkpoints some some uh, states closed their borders down they won't admit it but they had national guard at their borders and they were trying to keep people they're trying to quarantine people they were trying to you know all those uh, spring breakers they're like oh super spreader event the spring breakers look how look they went back all over the US it's over we need to close the beaches down game over man like they were and of course nothing happened but whatever and um it's so out of respect yeah that third time the first two were personal things yeah uh that that third one i'm like you know what it doesn't feel right i'm gonna actually try to pretend to understand what sensitivity looks like and like chill but i'll tell you i'll tell you what happened with book eight book 18 which was short stories I go, I, I thought to myself, okay, uh, there's going to be a new election coming. Uh, obviously we all, everybody knew what was going to happen. Like we won't pretend like we thought everything was going to go fine. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> I need to get some stories out. And I thought to myself, like, wouldn't it be funny? So a lot of these are just like my kind of fictional take on things that happen. So I'm like, I'm going to start this story out like really tongue in cheek where a bat is being experimented on. And if anyone's seen Fern Gully, you'll immediately, <laughs> you'll yeah. immediately like picture Fern Gully. It's like, are you going to go cancel that movie now? Anyway, um, he's being experimented on and, you know, someone has a bug on their arm and he, he bites them trying to bite the bug. He makes them sick. And obviously like things go bad and he goes and flies out to like the 5g towers to stay warm you know because it's cold and he's trying to eat bugs and he's trying to look for a girl bat and then the 5g towers taps <laughs> him and he falls into somebody's soup <laughs> and they and they eat him and that's how the that's how the pandemic starts and uh i'm like i go and i wrote that and i'm like hey you know what i don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> oh, and i'm like this feels great. And so I just busted out like a hundred thousand word book of like all these teeny tiny stories that I'd been saving up. And then book 19 was an extension of that. So, but I, I, I set hard dates for myself. I go, okay, I'm going to write book 18 and then I'm going to stop just before the election in case anything happens, which of course stuff did happen. And then I'm like, okay, obviously the election happened. No surprise. I've got a little bit of time. 
So I wrote book 19 really, really fast. I'm like, I got to get done before the inauguration because something really bad's going to happen. And then, of course, January 6th happened. I'm like, aha, I got this done just in time again. And then, uh, <laughs> but I didn't really get to finish book 19, but it's 50,000 words, which is good enough. And then I'm like, okay, the, you know, Jan- January 6th happened. Everything's going to be fine for a couple of weeks. I'm going to write uh, Ghost Company really fast, which is like the spinoff kind of military book. So I finally felt comfortable enough to write some military stories. And uh, and then obviously, yeah, things after January 6th got got pretty bad, but they didn't get again. They didn't get as bad as everybody thought. And uh, things chilled out and I'm like, OK, cool. And then I was done with Ghost Company and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start writing little micro stories now and throwing them on my Patreon. That way I don't have to worry about civil unrest constantly dictating my book publishing dates, which <laughs> it sounds so selfish and like disconnected I, from reality. Yeah. But when you're I just, <laughs> I can't even tre- keep track of everything that has happened. Like you said, January 6th. And yeah. I'm just like, what was that again? And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. It's just one thing it, after another. It really it just is. Starts the, blur. Event, the event that shall not be named. Well, what I skipped, the funny thing is, well, not funny. The thing is I skipped all those little shit bags trying to set our state on fire. <laughs> yeah, they were saying, "Oh no, it's not them." It's like, "Oh, what are those videos of them doing that?" Then, well, it's not them. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. I Deep guess it's the tooth fairy. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, those those hillbilly redneck hicks are blockading their towns." It's like, "Oh, well, some other people have been blockading the city for over a hundred days, and nobody, gave, you know, whatever." It's like, it's just you just you just shrug your shoulders and go, "Okay," but you know, in my books. I can just dig into my books and I can keep writing and yeah. I'm sure someday I'll get canceled too, but people have to read my books first before that can happen. (laughs) (laughs) So every time I see something that bugs me, it just goes in the books. And like, I knew at the beginning of all this, I was going to have close friends pass away and I just throw them in my books and I just keep going. And that's where they live on. Oh, there you go. And, and that's how I've been coping with it. And so mm-hmm. there's like some streamers that they were like edgy ish kind of news streamers before all this popped off. And, you know, I wrote them in and obviously almost all of them ended up getting cancel, cancel cultured from this. And some of them are still in deep doo doo until the alphabet decides to chill out, which is, it'll all go away. It always does. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they'll find something else to freak out about and they'll, and you know, they'll all get let go and get us. Don't, don't do that again. It's like, do what again? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So don't, don't live stream like the biggest historical event of all time. Okay. Yeah. You knew that was going to happen though. I don't, you know, and that's the funny thing about it, but, but let me ask you something. Speaking of streaming, cause you did bring it up and that was one of my questions I wanted to ask you because you do stream while you write now. Have you noticed that that's actually brought more, uh, interest or, uh, popularity to your books or, um, does it help you to, you know, what is streaming done for you as far as being a writer? That's a good, 
That's a good question. So I'll, t- I'll tell us, I'll tell a story first, but I won't say their name, even though I, I wish I could, but I'll tell you guys offline sometime. Uh, a very prominent streamer uh, said to me that it was the dumbest idea that he'd ever heard and that nobody had ever done it before. And it was stupid and unproven and I should play Minecraft. And, uh, He's like, what, what does it even mean? Why would you do that? Who's going to like that? There's no audience for it. And I kept telling him, how do you know there's no audience for it if nobody's ever done it before? And it's like, what, what makes you, you know, the arbiter of like, what is and isn't good content? And then, and then he said, he goes, okay, fine, fine. He goes, what, what streamers, what streamers do you look up to then? What, what was your motivation for this? And I go, Oh, like uh, John Walsh and, uh, you know, Chris Hansen and Tom Clancy. And he's like, who are them? I've never heard of them. I'm like, oh, you're, I go, okay. <laughs> so you're, you know, you've never heard of Tom, you know, you've never heard of Chris Hansen. You've never heard of like John Walsh. Oh, what show did John Walsh do? This John Walsh guy. I'm like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of like America's Most Wanted? No. And I'm like, okay. He goes, what? He's like, is that on Twitch? And I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, never, never mind, dude. I'm like, it was nice talking to you. Go back to your whatever. And so, you know, like, did anyone tell like John Walsh, like, dude, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do a show of like all the, like the worst, most nasty people in the world. And, and then just try to hunt them down later. Or like, like Chris Hansen, find the worst people in the world and just yeah. hunt them down. <laughs> like, and, and so like with my books and stuff, I'm like, I can, I can write these live and first of all, like prove it's actually me writing it and that I'm not stealing it all and that nobody can really steal it from me. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And I can help other writers at the same time, which is kind of lame because it never helped me in the end. But, uh, as I would write, people would come in and say, I see you're writing something. I need help with my homework. Or, you know, I need to write this essay or, you know, how do you form a thought about something? And I would just tell them, like, here's how you structure it to, to do. And I would just teach them how to structure like one paragraph and then send them on their way and never see them again in another. And it kind of just became like this writing therapy. And then I noticed people started to just like hearing the keyboard clack like asmr i'm like that's weird and then uh, <laughs> like, but whatever i mean some people like feet so i guess like keyboards aren't that weird and then my cats which you can't hear right now because they're both passed out uh they have certain times that they perk up and start dancing and meowing and people like that and uh people would just like read the story as as i wrote it and they would just be like enthralled that I'm just generating this stuff out of nowhere. And then after a couple years of this, it started becoming like this kind of a symbiotic relationship where I couldn't figure out what to name a character. And this sounds stupid, but like for creator brain, which I was going to say, like the reason why I stopped writing at all those intervals, like the inauguration and the, the election and the beginning of the, the, the COVID uh, creator brain, like 
if it's if it's stressed out like you can't write and some people like they can't even function but like it's the same there's a couple like other things like if you can't name a character writing a story is basically impossible so after you can imagine after so many stories naming character i used to spend so much time naming characters um and so if you really do your homework you can figure out almost all the characters names mean something through book 17 and you'll notice at book 18 almost all their names really stop meaning anything at all and the reason why is because i started just asking my chat i need a name for a character uh the character is a bat and somebody's like winky and i'm like fine that's what it is oh it's a it's a boy bat and they go winky and i'm like okay great and then later on, I'm like, okay, the bat's got a girlfriend now. What's the girlfriend bat's name? And someone just just spits out a name. And um, I just, <laughs> it just, it worked. And I just uh-huh. kept going. I'm like, okay, guys, I need another name for this. Okay. And so oh, just, over half of my characters starting in book 17, this is just one example, are all just names pulled out of chat. And what I found is a lot of people like my military book, my start of that was a prime example. Like I wanted them to have cool names. And so there was like, I have a mystery character. You're not supposed to know anything about him. You know, he's like some secret spec ops and he won't talk about his past. Somebody spit out a name, right? And whoever the first name is gets it. And somebody's like Reese. And I'm like, boom, perfect. What a great name. Thank you. But as soon as you give them a name, they exist. And it's always been like that with my characters. And so all of a sudden, this character became Reese. And that ended up just being a huge part of me writing. um, So people can just spit out ideas. And and then from there, it evolved to these little like 1,000 to 3,000 word stories where they go... um, I just go, someone just throw out a word, like a phrase, and I'll just write a 1,000. I'll work it into the universe somewhere. And somebody's like, vampire. And I'm like, oh, God, okay, fine. Where's the vampire supposed to live? Uh, On the Olympic coast. I'm like, okay, fine. What's the vampire supposed to do? They want want a, a bride forever for, like, the apocalypse because they know it's about to happen. And so they need to go they need to go find one. I'm like, okay, fine. How are they supposed to do that? They go to a hospital and find somebody who's about to die. I'm like, okay, fine. I guess that's what we're going with. And then, so I'm just like talking back and forth with people, like developing these ideas. And I'm like, how are they? And then I start asking them, I go, how are they supposed to figure out like which one's worthy? Right. There was that, is that Channing Tatum or no, whatever that space movie where like, he goes and like finds Jennifer. Oh no. He finds Jennifer Lawrence. It's uh, Chris Pratt finds Jennifer Lawrence and gets her out of the pod in the space movie or whatever. And so I'm <laughs> oh, like, yeah, 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 so I'm yeah. like, how's this vampire? So I'm like, so I'm imagining like a vampire version of like this sci-fi story. I'm like, so he's going to have to get a nurse to walk him around and tell him about every single patient to find one. Cause like, and then I, we started getting this huge philosophical debate. 
they're like terminally ill patients. You you wake them up, you suck their blood, you turn them into a vampire. Now you're stuck with them forever. Like forever because you're a vampire. I'm like, imagine the implications if you like quote unquote save one of them and they turn out to just be a raging psychopath. I'm like, how do you even do that? And so we're just like absorbing like the entire universe conundrum here and then it's like what if at the end he just ends up like biting the nurse that's walking him around for hours trying to help him and then just flies off with her and then everyone's like perfect she like gets hurt from a mob you know trying to help him with his stupid quest and then so he <laughs> he knows that she's decent because she's been helping him out and then like those are the two that end up falling in love or whatever I'm like fine perfect and then we just, I don't know, it's been just this super fun ride of digging like these cool ideas out of people and, and then putting them on paper. But I started that, I think, uh, yeah, with, this, with the little tiny ones that I've been writing recently. But yeah, it all started with streaming and then getting names people help me with names otherwise i'd spend hours trying to figure out a name only to find out that i had a i had stumbled on the name and already used it in an earlier story and uh i only let that happen to me once and it was very it was it was very frustrating it was like one letter off and uh yeah but thankfully book 15 which was my big my first big book i started using this Soft is a database that could just track all the names for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I made sure I never did that again, yeah. Right Camp, on. Campfire. Shout-outs to Campfire. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how long does it take you to write a, write a book on average? I mean, is it... If I know what I'm... If, if I know the topic, I can bust out between five and 8,000 words a day. Granted, that has to be on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, and that sounds, to some people that might sound like a lot, to some people that might not sound like a lot, but I don't write over 100,000 word stories on principle because Amazon doesn't let me properly monetize Kindle books over $10, which means I'm not going to write over a hundred thousand word anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I can, I can write a hundred thousand word book. If I know what I'm going to be talking about in say two, four, six, eight, ten, like three months. Uh, oh, okay. And that's just mm -hmm. if I write on the weekends, but that's with no fluff. What you guys have noticed, if you like, I forgot how much you started reading, but there's no fluff in the stories at all they they only witness what they're supposed to witness like senses and smells they only think about what they're supposed to think about and um so the stories are really solid yeah the big ones take yeah. me about three months the small ones take me about a month okay to a couple days honestly i can write i can write an arc like a full arc in a day of a character 
That's cool. If I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I have to do research, it starts taking exponentially longer. Like yeah. the military thing, I I wanted to do a lot of like Q and A to kind of understand similar to the military stuff. Cause every culture, like we were talking about like cultural appropriation sort of earlier. And I realized, I think some of that we were talking before we were recording, I can't remember, but I realized after this, this podcast saying, you're not supposed to write about other cultures. That was right in the middle of me writing about a, a, a female character from India, which <laughs> Obviously has, if anyone's ever worked with, um, you know, if you've ever had like outsourced to India or whatever, you know, their culture like gives, gives approximately like two shits what's going on when it's time for them to get married. Like for example, or learning about, you've got a, a bunch of them together and all of a sudden you realize they're from two different castes and they freaking hate each other. Like Romeo and Juliet, like, there's like a lot of cultural things that you need to know. Hold on. There you go. And, and so I realized like, <laughs> I actually, I, my cat needed to be let out oh, I got to you. go. Adventure. But you realize like you have to, you, you can't use stereotypes. You can't um, generalize like the character has to be real they can't just be a raging stereotype and i i truly believe that um and so there's times like working in kind of the native american culture back into the stories you know giving giving the tribes like their land back which eventually happens in the story and it happens organically it's not it's not pandering i mean everything collapses and they can secure it so they get a bunch of their land back. But I wanted to write it in a way to where I actually understood it. And you learn a lot and you realize like some of them really like embrace the, the support that like the government gives them. And then there's the other half that resent it. And, but if you don't, and then consider the other half traitors and if you, but if you don't talk to them, and understand their culture, you, you really are just kind of perpetuating like a BS, no matter how much you love a culture. If you don't actually stop and talk to them, you really are like embracing a lot of that just BS. So I think that gives the books more authenticity. At least I feel like it. At least I tried, whereas most people don't, but, um, but it takes a lot longer like military culture like if the military like they're gonna they'll know if you're if you're bsing they're gonna know if it's stolen valor like you're messing you're you're messing with their culture you're like appropriating their culture if you weren't in the military and you're writing a military story you have to respect that yeah you need to do your research you need yeah. to you need to know what you're what you're writing about I, yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. And it takes time. Absolutely, absolutely. And you don't. And like one of the funny, funniest things. Oh, and it's so hard. Like you, the people in the military and their squads when nobody else is around, like they talk a certain way. And I don't want to call it locker talk, but I, you know, I don't know what to call it. But they they talk a certain way 
to each other, but like that does not translate into a book. Like, no, yeah. I cannot <laughs> write the things that they actually talk about. I'm like, okay, that's all hilarious that you guys do those things and talk about those things, but I can't write that. And they're like, yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can so see find some wiggle room. <laughs> right on. So are you working on another book right now? I'm not. I'm um I'm writing just little micro stories for my for my Patreon and okay. the reason why is they're they're 1 to 3000 words. Uh that way it doesn't stress me out and I don't feel like oh there's civil unrest. I have to my my biggest fear uh, ever since this started, ever since my first book, my biggest fear was starting a book and not being able to finish it because of, you know, whatever horrible thing, whether it's the, you know, the earthquake or a volcano or a giant metal robot or, you know, green, <laughs> green, green men, green aliens or you know, whatever. Um, and so I finally like to just get rid of that anxiety. I'm like, okay, I wrote, I wrote ghost company, which already broke my rules, but I felt like book 19 wasn't finished. Um, and so I'm like, I'm just going to write these 1000 to 3000, uh, word ones. And that way I don't, I don't feel scared of not finishing a book anymore. They're on the Patreon. People can read them. Um, and then some, someday, as soon as I, as soon as it reaches its hundred thousand word mark, I'll just grab them throw them in a file, send them to Amazon, publish them, and then just keep going. And it could take years from now, and I'm fine with that. Whereas, like, book 19, or book 18, I wasn't okay with that. But it hit its 100,000 words anyway, and the timing aligned. But then I realized with book 19, I'm like, okay, things are getting, you know, way too dicey. And then that finally, just writing my teeny tiny tiny ones now yeah and you mentioned amazon and your patreon we'll be sure to put in links to both of those absolutely um in the show notes so um is there anywhere else that you want people to uh find you besides those do you have any other like socials um the only uh yeah i don't i don't count twitter as a social network it's like um, I mean, as a public no. social network, I wouldn't want people to know your home address. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also D Live, we can put a, want to put a link oh, yeah. to D Live. Yeah, also. we can do the D Live too. And I have I have one called a sprung from the ashes of all the parlors, Facebooks, and Twitters of the world that all went ham sandwiches on each other. Uh, there's this one uh, high five that I really like. Uh, which is H I F I V E N. And I have a, uh, I have like a little group, a little private group on there for just, just the, uh, the book regulars. And I can send you guys that after the show, but I like it. I don't have to worry about my account. (laughs) I don't, I don't have to worry about my account getting deleted. Like every single thing I post, like I did with, you know, Facebook, Twitter, parlor, wondering if it was even going to be on, day after day. I mean, I had to delete my Twitter uh, every couple of months just because it's like either it was too distracting or I know it's like, oh, someone's just going to use this stuff against me and then 
thank goodness I did after after January 6th because that really did happen. Everyone started getting knocks at the door, and I'm like, man, who knows? Glad I deleted that. And uh, so now I'm just on high-fiving and chill community, and I don't have to worry about getting banned every five minutes. So Cool. Uh, did you have any more questions, Mike, for the interview part? Uh, no, actually, that's that was pretty much everything that I had questions okay. for. Well, I, I think I think um, I've just started the first book, so um, I don't have much of opinion yet on it. But when I was reading the synopsises and hearing you talk about the recent one, I've I actually am very tempted to skip forward to like <laughs> seventeen and eighteen because that short story <laughs> concept is. Uh, very intriguing to me. So, um, there, do you think as a reader you can do that? Are those stories attached to much that went on before then? Or yes. do you suggest people they, start at the beginning? They, uh, I always, I always suggest at least reading the first book first, because then at least you have started small. The, the problem is like the later and later you start, although I do know somebody who started in book 19 and I'm like, dude, you're going to be so far out of last. He's like, <laughs> like, no, I love this. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> the, the, the problem is like, I want to say book, if book 15 and later is when the book splits into like the two bigger things going on um mm-hmm. because the first the first 14 so like pnw affliction right each book is about a different affliction uh the first book it's not having power and being cold the second one is fear the third one's like invasive plant species and the fourth one's piracy and rust like each one has like different afflictions right but that's only the first 14 books on the 15th book the the kind of the quote-unquote like sky the sky opens up into like the bigger things going on and so if you skip past book 15 just know that like yeah the whole thing opens up and then the two really, really big things going on uh, happen in, yeah, book 15 and book 15, 16, 17 are kind of the three whammies. And then 18, 19 and Ghost Company are all, and the little micro stories are all picking up the tiny pieces and explaining all the little nooks and crannies. But if you don't mind, then yeah, start with book 18. The thing is though, and again, kind of, like my little spreadsheet here. The books are are all very readable in just like a couple hours each until book 15. So it doesn't it doesn't take a long time to get caught up. But yeah, they're not short either. But it does take a couple hours probably to read each one. But okay. then you're reading the story in kind of a semblance of the progression I think makes more sense. And, and the bigger, the bigger elements are hinted at already, like in book two, the big elements are already starting. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a, a mystery adventure kind of in that regard. So I always suggest people start from the beginning. 
Right on. Sweet. Um, yeah, and that being said, um, really happy to have you on. Um, I hope you stick around for just a little bit while we do some really quick news. But um, I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just, I think it's really cool uh, to have you on because I think some people may be wondering um, why we have an author on. <laughs> but at yeah. the end of the day, you are a streamer that writes about things that a lot of our followers and listeners I think would find interesting. So I I really am happy to have you on and I really want to thank you for being on. <laughs> yeah, thank you very Thanks. much, man. This has been awesome. And, and I I want to do like just address that for like 10 seconds. I remember Hill House bringing that up like a long time ago. And even in my first book, as soon as you get about halfway through, you're like, oh wait, I could just imagine this all like being a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I even explained it to my brother that way. He's like, why is it when they walk out a door that they, you know, it's like a new area. I'm like, have you ever played a video game before? <laughs> Walks through the door. It's like a new area, man. Like this isn't hard. <laughs> and so like, I, but then people ask me, do you have to like video games to read the books? And it's like, you don't, you can appreciate it either way. I think, I think video gamer, I think gamers will appreciate <laughs> it for certain reasons. They're not playing Good. on videos. Anyway. <laughs> Good, because I hate video games. <laughs> yeah, well, boy, well, video games hate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it's, I think everyone, I think, I think there's something in them for everyone. People, a lot of them are just cat people, and they go, well, we wanted to read cat stories. Some of them are dog. We wanted to read dog stories. It's not someone like yesterday. I love book three because of how many cats the character saves. I'm like, Okay, you're the first person that's picked up on that. That's that's awesome. Thank you. So there's something in there for everybody, I think. Right on. Sweet. Um, so let me blaze through some news real quick. Um, I don't want people to be listening too much longer. Um, so these are going to be really fast stories. Uh, let me knock out some PlayStation news real quick for all our PlayStation players. Um, Ratchet Boo. and Clank, the 2016... 2016- <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 game, um, is free until March 31st. And this is a free game that's not even part of PlayStation Plus. This is, if you just log into your PlayStation, this game is free for an entire month. Typical so I think that's PlayStation. Really cool. Typical PlayStation. You want something free? Here's an old game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game that was already free in PlayStation Plus. <laughs> Um, about a year ago. So if you didn't pick it up then, or if you're just like now got into PlayStation, here's another opportunity to play that game. It's a very well-made game. Um, I've always been a fan of the Ratchet and Clank series. Yeah, I me think too. I can't say anything bad about Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, more PlayStation news is that PlayStation is discontinuing movie sales through the Sony store. And this one is quite confusing to me because... I am not sure how much Sony could have been losing on this. Um, this is one of those things where they only make a profit by having a storefront. And I mean, I guess there's small fees for like updating the store and stuff, but it's really weird coming right now because it would have made more sense to announce this with the PlayStation 5's release. Like don't even include a movie section of the store when the PS5 came out. Instead, there is a movie section of the Sony store 
for uh, just a few months and then they discontinued it. So I think that's <laughs> really weird, but it's yeah. something. Yeah. What you saying? Makes sense because like Sony makes movies. I mean, it wasn't that the whole that's point of Blu-ray. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Sony makes money off of every Blu-ray that's sold. They make money off of every Blu-ray drive that's put into an Xbox, and they would make 100% profits from every movie that is published by Sony through the yeah. Sony store. They wouldn't even have to pay a fee to put it in the store. They could also promote their Sony titles first, you know, because, you know, they own the companies. They could act like every Sony movie is the biggest movie that's available for rental. True, true. Um, This just seems like a real misstep because unless Sony is planning on making it... Yeah, it's it's really dumb because, like, if Sony's thinking about making, like, a streaming player or something to promote um, their digital movies more, uh, the thing is they are ignore to intentionally ignore the install base of PlayStations <laughs> is just ridiculously stupid. So I think this is a really dumb move because everyone's kind of scrambling and saying things like, oh, well, what's going to happen to the movies that I bought? And they're saying that you can still watch them, that they're not going to remove them. Of course, you know, eventually they will remove the ability to watch them. So if I, I don't personally use the Sony store, so I don't know this for a fact. But if there's a way to link it to your Ultraviolet account or to your Movies Anywhere account so that you can watch the movies that you've purchased on Sony on another service in case they cut it off, please do that as soon as possible because um, I'm very paranoid about Ultraviolet stuff like disappearing. <laughs> so I have everything linked to each other, which is crazy because like, whenever I get a new service, like, like I didn't even know, I, I don't even use iTunes that much, but when I clicked over to the movies tab recently to see if like I had any movies downloaded, like just basically clearing up space on my computer. Uh, I suddenly realized that like I have hundreds of movies because it's linked to other movie services. <laughs> so it's one of those things where if they have the opportunity or the ability, I mean, to connect your Sony store account to one of either, you know, Apple, Vudu, whatever, uh, please do that because I would not put it past Sony from actually not constantly servicing the ability for you to watch on there. It's just, as you said, Chance, it's really, it's really dumb because they, they own a movie studio. Yep. <laughs> Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. There is one other thing. They also own Crackle. Maybe they are trying to, I guess, make Crackle something that people actually know of because it's the thing that you only knew of in college when you didn't have any money. And um, <laughs> here's what I don't get: you want to like you want to talk about money? They're they're about to release a new Spider-Man movie. Like, why on earth would you do that? Right, and there's no c- confirmation whether we will have the ability to watch things in theaters by the time that Spider-Man comes out still. And why would you take away the one place where you would make 100% profit? <laughs> well, yeah, and you could say... One place you could where there would be Texas. no store fees. They can say you could go down to Texas to watch it, right? Because you could go to a theater there, but then it's like, well, what if they don't have power? Then what are you supposed to do? Right. <laughs> you can't watch it on Sony and you can't go to Texas. Oh, so. God. 
because Elon Musk built a wall around it, so <laughs> and turned it into a giant space camp. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Ever since yesterday, um, there's already a bunch of uh, butt rock bands that are saying that they're going to play in June in yes. Texas. They're like, let's yes. go Texas. It's just like, oh my gosh, it sounds awesome. <laughs> awesome. Like, I need to write that. I need to write a story about that. Yeah, it, make sure it's a Christian butt rock band because that makes it funnier. Of course. It's going to be Demon Hunter. <laughs> Demon Hunter all the way. Demon God. Hunter. Oh, but we can't Hell call yeah. them. If you don't, if you don't know what else, Demon Hunter is a real band. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I got really off track because you said Demon Hunter. That's really funny. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't it something like the people that killed uh, the team that killed Osama bin Laden were listening to Demon Hunter when they went in? Isn't it something like that? And they all had the demon tattoo. Probably that sounds I like. Think, I think happened. that's the story. <laughs> it's either oh, that God. or Five Finger Death Punch. Those are like the two bands. But anyway, um, <laughs> all, let's get back to point. Um, Sony has some really good free games in March. I don't feel like it's as stacked as February's free games, but just the fact that it has Final Fantasy VII Remake in it, which has been out only 11 months, is insane. This is a game that yeah. I almost bought when it came out, and I remember I was choosing between buying it or waiting until Last of Us 2 came out, and I ended up waiting for Last of Us 2 to come out because I knew that if I got Final Fantasy VII, I definitely did not have enough hours to commit to it before last of us 2 came out so i didn't get final fantasy 7 and i'm really glad because less than a year later it's with ps plus which is insane i know tons of people that probably bought it over christmas yeah (laughs) so this this is a really funny game to be in there just like um probably more weren't we talking with uh was that guest we had on this final fantasy player uh, Don Waltz. Yes. And he we was talking with me. him. Yeah, it was probably about a year ago we had him on and he yeah. was talk- we were talking about Final Fantasy 7 coming out. So yeah. full circle comes. Um, it's already free. That's just insane. <laughs> but that being said, uh, it also they also have Farpoint, which was a VR game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remnant. And I think the PS5 exclusive game is a game I've never heard of called maquette or maquette i don't know i'm not french and i'm not going to pretend to be french because i'm not french and i'm not allowed to um (laughs) (laughs) that being said i can move on from playstation next thing in news i'm sorry i'm just blazing through this Uh, the next thing in news is that epic bought the developers of fall guys and this is huge yes it Um, is And I think this kind of explains why Xbox accidentally leaked out that they were going to have Fall Guys in Game Pass, and then everyone said that that wasn't a thing. And then there was a leak that Fall Guys was going to come to Xbox in the summer, and everyone was saying, why can't Fall Guys be cross-platform? Well, now that Epic owns them, everything kind of makes a little bit more sense because I'm sure that they were talking to them about Game Pass and then Epic was probably already at the same time making, you know, the transactions to acquire the developers of Fall Guys. 
So I think that explains why a month ago, no one understood why Fall Guys was in confusion. But I think this is a good step. There are people that are upset about Epic buying Fall Guys because I guess they don't respect Epic. But I do respect Epic in the sense that they're very good at making sure that their game titles are complete cross-platform. They also have pretty good... um, what is it? Customer service as far as keeping up with their games and making sure that they run fine. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I played um, Rocket League or Fortnite and had an issue like logging in or something. Like That's something that Blizzard can't even get right. But Epic has no, no trouble with it because I feel like on a bi-weekly basis, I can't get into Overwatch. But on like <laughs> a daily basis, I never have trouble with Epic games. So I think this is a good stride for fall guys i think this will make it even larger being cross-platform probably and being probably on all platforms very soon and um i don't know i expect fall guys to blow up even more and um hopefully new content makes it deserve that title you know of being one of the most played games of 2020 yeah and probably 2021 you know because (laughs) it's just it's just one of those games where the way it was released was so strategic that it just was destined to be huge. You know, the fact that it was free with PlayStation Plus the month it came out and everyone was in quarantine. And I I don't know, I guess the cuteness factor of the game. I feel like the game has an aesthetic appeal that a lot of people, you know, are attracted to over even recognizing that the gameplay is ridiculous, you know. <laughs> But um, have you ever played Fall Guys, Chance? No, I can't say I have. I'm I'm looking it up, though. Um, But no, it doesn't sound... Oh, wait a minute. Is that that weird boxing (laughs) thing where you rip each other's arms off and teabag them and throw them off the side? No, that's that's uh... Overwatch. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No, no, I'm thinking of the boxing. I was thinking of the boxing, that silly-looking boxing game. I'm sorry. Though, yeah, uh, Fall Guys is the one where it's like somebody played Human Fall Flat and thought, "What if you made this competitive and noisy?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it's like it's the realistic type of uh, uh, physics kind of going on in the same time that it's just madness, and it's also has the battle royale type elimination thing where you're going against like I don't know thirty, forty people. And uh, just yeah, try don't to your arms don't your arms kind of like swing around really weird? Yeah, you, you can kind of yeah, pick they, people oh, up you're and right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Dunk them off the side. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I thought and you were saying drunk people's arms off. Yeah, you can play it drunk. You're well, that's yeah. gang beasts, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. About. Where you can grab people <laughs> and you can throw them around and it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gang beasts. beasts. That's right. It looks okay. like it looks like the guys from Fall Guys, except they have oh. no like motor skills. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I totally <laughs> forgot wobble about that. around. Basically, it's just <laughs> yeah. It's like a bunch of you know drunk globs running around just <laughs> picking fights with each other. Yes, I played it's a demo. Long. I played a demo Gang Beast and I forgot. I thought it was really good too. I, I have it downloaded. Um, yeah, I, I just recently downloaded it because I've been watching people play it. It's so stupid. Yeah. It is dumb. It is very dumb. 
It's about the same thing. Um, I got a couple more stories real quick. Um, The Mario 35th celebration is ending in March, which means that you will no longer be able to purchase uh, the Mario 3D collection or whatever they called it. Uh, The All-Stars collection will not be available after March 31st. So if you were trying to buy it digitally, it won't be available. If you're trying to buy it physically, it still will be available until it sells out. It's one of the weirder things. A lot of people think it's really weird that they're making it limited time. Um, But a lot of other people are also thinking that they're just amping up to sell you the games individually anyway. So whatever. Uh, But other things I believe that will go off the market would be anything else that falls under the Mario 35th anniversary celebration, which includes that Game & Watch handheld, which actually didn't sell too well because I see it everywhere still. Um, But if you did want one of those, I would suggest buying one now because once people hear that there's a date that they're not manufacturing them anymore, that's when scalpers will go out and buy everything they see. So... Uh, if you were interested in the Game & Watch Mario 35th thing, you know, just go pick up one at Walmart because I'm pretty sure they have tons still. I I think our store didn't sell one. Uh, they, they maybe sold like three over Christmas, which was crazy because I remember seeing the case was full and I was like, that's cool that they have those. And then like a month later... I saw like two missing and they hadn't pushed up the product. So I was like, I bet those are the two that were there a month ago. <laughs> so <laughs> that being that, yeah, that being said, it didn't sell very well. It is pricey. It's like $50 for a handheld that plays one game. Uh, it's well, 100% you gotta, a collector's item. What you got to do is you got to just convince people that you can mine Dogecoin with it. Right. And then boom. <laughs> Boom, you sell them all. You're like, you just download the the BIOS, blah, blah, make up some fancy words. Everyone's I, like, oh, I always wanted to get into crypto. And then they start playing Game & Watch. Yeah. And and like, that's, that's pretty a, good. That's a news story I actually took out of my news because I thought oh. it was just unnecessary. But the whole thing where that one guy had that fake image on Twitter of the PS5 that was mining, <laughs> I think, Ethereum <laughs> or something. And everyone thought it was real. And uh, it made everyone scared that they would never see a PS5 because now it's already so hard to find. But yeah. if people knew you could mine on it, then goodbye any hopes of ever seeing one. But it did come out that the image was fake. But let's just say that probably the damage Not was done. That, yeah, it's the thing is it's implanted the idea of mining <laughs> into people's relationship with the ps5 so there's probably people out there that didn't get the memo that the image was faked and they're probably going out looking for a ps5 to you know get rich in 10 years but yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyway my last story is that uh activision this is an older story but i just wanted to mention it because it's so funny activision put out a warning that people who had the xbox one 500 gigabyte and the PlayStation 4 500 gigabyte probably wouldn't be able to download the update for the beginning of this last season if they had Black Ops, Warzone, and Modern Warfare, meaning that the 17 gigabyte update that was downloaded would cap off the top of what their system could hold. Oh my God. 
<laughs> so just two games and their online multiplayer war zone <laughs> equal to half a terabyte at this last update. That's so insane. I just think that's really funny. Of course, if anyone's still rocking a 500 gig, more power to you. But I say that, but our friend Spencer actually rocks a 500 gig and it's really sad. He has to, he has to uninstall things just to play things because because of Warzone and I believe Modern Warfare probably are taking oh, up probably man. 400 gigabytes. We need to get that guy a drive, man. <laughs> I don't know if he I don't know if he wants me to say this on on the podcast, but I don't know if he's even listening anymore. But he is scheduled to come by tomorrow and get a drive, so I already got him covered. But anyway, oh, there you go, there you um, go. <laughs> anyway, that is my last news story. Um, a lot of PlayStation news, and uh, do you have anything, Mike? I got one story, man. The story that matters, guys. And this is about the old Snoop to the D-O-double-G who was playing. He uh, he actually streams on Twitch. And uh, uh, he was playing. Uh, Used to stream on Twitch. <laughs> well, you know, he still does. But uh, <laughs> so uh, the other day he has a, uh, a video up. And the stream's title was called Sit Back, Relax, and Chill. It's a vibe in here. And he was streaming some Madden NFL 21. Well, about 14 minutes into the stream, (laughs) there was a particular uh, touchdown that was made. It was right before the half in the game, and it pissed him off so much that he, he was swearing his ass off, and he quit. He just straight up just quit and walked off. And, uh, well, what happened is that for the next seven hours, uh, his chair was empty and there was a lot of really good music playing in the background. Now, Snoop gets videos, (laughs) his streams get about a a few thousand views, but this particular stream, uh, uh, this video alone currently has, uh, over 103,000 views. Uh, people were just chilling for seven hours uh, watching him um, or watching his uh, uh, area that said no signal, but they were listening to a whole bunch of great R&B, soul, funk, hip hop. And uh, it so was really kind of cool. So copyright striked, right? <laughs> oh, I doubt if he did. I mean, this is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and, so, uh, so hold on. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. How is it that Metallica can't play their own music? <laughs> On Twitch. That was Twitch that did that. It wasn't Metallica. It was Twitch. (laughs) Twitch did that. And they actually came out with a story for it because uh, they were afraid of themselves getting in trouble. And Uh, that was the ridiculous part is this was a BlizzCon concert that was being streamed by Twitch. So it made no sense. It made no sense. (laughs) But. So Snoop Dogg can play music for seven hours, yeah, and not get not get nuked. Well, it was actually about seven play. and a half hours, and then he walks oh. across the room in a hoodie and realized. That but Metallica it tries to play one of their own songs. Yeah, and they. Uh, oh, they pretty. They played all sorts of funky shit. Twitch did. It was weird, like elevator music and stuff that had. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I wish that somebody could send me a clip of what it what was going on with that because i bet it says there's got to be all sorts of crazy uh stuff being done to those clips as as we speak but yeah that was just absolutely ridiculous and even even metallica was from my understanding they had 
no clue why Twitch would do that because it was a it was already a uh sanctioned by them. They were doing the concert for BlizzCon, and BlizzCon traditionally streams it through Twitch. So So what if what yeah. if Snoop Dogg had played Metallica? Oh God, it would be Napster all over again. <laughs> but that's Lars all the news I've here. got. Lars Lars shows up to Snoop Dogg's house and shuts the stream <laughs> off. <laughs> He's like, "Ha ha! Nobody expected this." It's like, no, Lars. Oh man, this is hilarious. Just I wish I would have done Lars this story. Was, but Lars I'm reading just a bunch of BlizzCon merch on. <laughs> and, and this story hits close to home. Had. <laughs> I'm reading this story about Valheim sailing past 5 million sails, and the question says, but how many have been killed by trees? Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> so, uh, I, really, I really am curious. I wish they had a statistic that would say how many of us have been killed by trees on Valheim. I bet there's a lot. Yeah, go down, go down to the bottom of the article and see if there's a place where you can comment on the article and then just be like but how many trees (laughs) (laughs) couldn't find number of trees looked twice fuck you (laughs) it's like tried to run away from tree noticed the tree was following me intentionally oh i've learned really quickly you you know while on a hill you want to cut at the top (laughs) and also watch watch the way the wind is going you got to run uphill to get away from trees because they just chase you down like a like a tire, like a possessed tire. Oh, it did, yeah. It was actually Rubber. I was pinned pinned between a tree and a rock, Rubber. so yes, it was wonderful. Oh, God. Murder trees. It it makes a large splat. But at least the nice thing about Valheim is that you can go back to where you were and collect some of your stuff that you had saved. Not all of it, but some of it. So yeah. that's a good thing about Valheim. But anyway, that's all I got, guys. Yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, I feel I feel happy getting through this uh, episode because I feel like I am beyond rusty from taking three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like riding a bike, but I mean, eventually you do kind of forget how to use your legs. <laughs> and you may have heard about some of these stories already if you're listening, but. Uh, Honestly, this was the newest news to us. <laughs> we didn't have internet, okay? So it was the newest yeah. news to us. Yeah, otherwise the news is we have water and power, and everyone's like, yay. That's Texas our, is back on the grid. Thank you. That's our that's yeah. our catchphrase. Is, that's going to be yeah. the splash art on this episode. It's just going to be a faucet and an electric symbol. Snowmageddon. With, with a thumbs up. So it's just going to be a water drop. The electric symbol and a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Well, once again, thank you for listening and thank you, Chance Paladin, for being on. Absolutely. We will put in the show notes all the links to um, his Patreon and his uh, Amazon. I appreciate you being on, you scrub. <laughs> hey, man. Just so, just really quick. Yeah. Thanks for having me. By the way, Hill House, tell everybody how long we've been trying to make this happen. Oh, God, probably probably since right after uh, I started streaming and podcasting at the same time. Epi- 
Yeah. Before we I, I would say at least <laughs> and probably, probably a good year and a half. Oh my God. We've yeah. been trying to so, make it happen. Yeah. We've only been podcasting for two years, like a year and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like most of the time that the shows existed. Yeah. So um, I'm glad the point is, I'm glad we finally made it happen. It was well worth it. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I hope you had a good time. We should have and, done uh, it before the pandemic. It's like he didn't want you to be on the show. <laughs> I know, well, I think he was, he was a little, I think he was a I was, I was saving. I was saving it. Was, so we had something to out. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about waiting for the world to create our content. Exactly. That's hey. That's how. That's my catchphrase. No. <laughs> I was about to say, isn't that reading rainbow? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. got wood so